check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Another week. Sports for you on a Tuesday. John, Mark, and Freeze in the building. What up? Top of the evening to your brothers. How you feeling on this day? What's going on? Happy summer. Day. Happy summer to everybody. And it's getting hot out there in, in, here in the West Coast. Not 90 degrees, but we all above ground. That's all. The, that's the best thing. Not to talk about tonight. And obviously, the biggest story is out in in Missouri, in Kansas City, with the Super Bowl champs. It just seems like it's the year of the Mahomes. Year of Mahomes. It's year of Mahomes. We're going to talk about your boy Patrick Mahomes' new deal. We're going to also get into a lot of NBA stuff as we're getting close to the restart. The restart. And obviously, and there's a huge anniversary that is that will be tomorrow and we're going to break that down break break that down there's some factors to it and some what ifs of what should have been what could have been and what actually happened so but let's start off with the big story of the day I got a question what's that 503 million Mm. 10 years 140 guaranteed on the injury side Oh so if he get injured He get 140 no matter what Yes yep. no. 477 guaranteed Oh my Jesus That is the contract for your Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes It's time for Bass to play quarterback Yeah <laughs> Most definitely that's, Patrick, ba- that's baseball money. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, it just became the richest athlete in all of the four major sports. And if you saw, we discussed this in our pre-show chat. Patrick Mahomes' contract, which is the extension is 10 years, $503 million. Number two, Mike Trout of, of y'all Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. There we go. 12 years, 426 and a half. For those who know, Nick Freeze and producer Ben Reddy are, are huge Angel fans. Number three, Philadelphia Phillies, Bryce Harper, 13 years, 330 million. Mm, man. Number four, West Coast kid, Giancarlo Stanton. He signed the deal with the with the Marlins, but as you know, he got traded to the Yankees. 13 years, 325 million. And last, another Yankee who just signed, Garrett Cole, nine years, 324 million. And he used to play for y'all, right? No. Astros. Astros. He wait for the Lions eating Astros. He wait for the Lions eating Astros. All right. Cool. But let's get into the. But, but let's talk about Mahomes. This deal. We knew this contract that he was going to get the bag. But we didn't. I didn't expect for Kansas City to just go to just go ahead and just leapfrog off the building with what half a billion dollars. Well, I think you. I mean, I think they had to, man. Like. At 24, this is second full year of uh, <clears throat> second full year starting. Uh, he had 
MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion. Uh, and, you know, it's questionable say if he's even in his prime yet. Mm. He, he really isn't. He's just getting started. Mm. You got you got to lock that up, man. Most definitely. Let me talk to my brother Freeze right quick because obviously, you guys, people don't know, I'm a Broncos fan. My brother right here is a Raiders fan. So we we have to compete. Our teams compete against this guy two times a year. And, and we're going to obviously be competing against him two times a year for the next 10 seasons. Yeah. What does this do for the AFC West? That makes the AFC West better. Most definitely. That instantly makes us most definitely the most difficult division to beat. Just off the simple fact of all the teams are going to be built to beat the Chiefs. And, you know, there's good coaches in the AFC West. You know, there's good quarterbacks. Right. You know, everybody's defense has gotten a little bit better. So I feel as if, you know, especially, well, my boys, we over here, we basically built our whole draft to try to be like Kansas City. Same here. So, you know, that's all you can do. And, you know, not every team is going to be built to keep up with that. But we're going to be used to it. So when we go against these other teams, they're not going to be ready for it. So it's just better for us. And Freeze, you, you brought up yesterday, they still have to pay Tyreek Hill. No, they have to pay uh, Tyreek Hill. They have to pay, uh, uh, what's his name, Christian Jones? Chris Jones. Chris Jones. He's on the franchise right now. He's on the franchise. And he wanted to leave anyways. And if I remember right, the Raiders and the Broncos want to get him on the team. Right. And he said he's not playing for the he's not playing for the franchise tag. Yeah, so he's gone. And you know, there's other people they're gonna have to eventually pay too. They're gonna have to eventually pay Fuller. You know, they're gonna have to eventually, you know, well, they got lucky in the trade and getting um getting D Ford. Right. You know, that was actually a very good trade. You know, ended up went ended up working for both sides. In, in that situation, because I he was you know he was tra- he was traded from the um, 49ers, right? Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So it worked out for both of them. You really think about it. So you know their defense clicked at the right time in Kansas City. But my whole thing is that's not going to happen all the time. Exactly. Eventually, either one or two things can happen with the division. Either the division gets better, like how I hope it does, right? Or we become <clears throat> the uh, infamous AFC East. For a very long time, and I don't think that's going to happen because I think relax. I'm I'm just saying. Well, the only thing you know what messed the AFC East up was they they built their teams wrong. They tried to build their teams to stop Brady from scoring when they really should have built their teams to outscore the Patriots defense. They really did, and now if you look at what what the Chiefs just did, they just made every front office have to do their job. Yeah, most definitely. Your guys with Mayock and Gruden, my my boys with John Elway, the Chargers, with Telesco, producer Ben's team. That team is actually built very well. They just need a, they just need a consistent quarterback. And now you, there's gonna be no there's gonna be no no rest for the weary in the AFC West at all. You're gonna and, and, you, and like you brought up with the draft. You look at the draft that all the, that the teams in the AFC West have, particularly our squads. Mm-hmm. Y'all go get Henry Ruggs. Yep. That's the speed. That's be, that's have y'all version of Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Y'all get the kid Harrison from Ohio State. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of people say he was a reach, but y'all didn't have a second round pick. So if y'all had to get him, y'all had to get him. So it was, yeah. a, it was a need pick. It was a, it was a very smart pick, in my personal opinion. Yeah. He was, because he wasn't, because if you went day two, he was going to be gone. He wasn't going to go to the third round. He, no was, way. He, he was gone by the second round. So Guaranteed. So you basically, you know, you just paid a little extra, you know, to get the guy and. He's going to have a vital part to the secondary. You look at what we did. Getting Jerry Judy. KJ Hamler. I mean. you All good picks. We signed Melvin. 
if you look at what teams are doing, what what the AFC West was doing, they're saying, okay, we know we're going to have to deal with this dude for another 10 years. We got to match speed with speed. And then yeah. what do the Chiefs do? They go get Kyle Edwards and Lair at the end of the first round. Ain't that nothing? <laughs> so That's ridiculous. So I guess the question now is, uh, do y'all teams beat Kansas City? Um, out of all the te- all the teams in AFC West, the team that most definitely has the the chance. Well, not that no more. If uh, if I think Philip Rivers was still there, they would have had the chance. But the Chargers were most definitely the team that had the best chance. I'm just be honest with you, right? They you know, did, just they, like the way their team is built. They they got a bunch of offensive weapons. They know they had the running game. They got a pretty good defense. They just I don't know. The Chargers are the Chargers. Yeah, just a good thing yeah. Ben is yeah, so, not on the yeah. mic right now. But yeah. you know what I'm saying when we look at it. With the AFC West, they go get Kai Edwards Hilaire in the in the at the end of the first round, and it's just like, okay, come on now. So you sign, you get Mahomes. You already got Mahomes. You're gonna sign him long term. You're gonna sign Tyreek Hill long term. You still got Travis Kelsey. You got your boy Mark from Georgia, McCall Hartman, who's on a rookie deal. Sammy Watkins is gone. Sammy Watkins is probably he's, gonna be, out of he's gonna be a he's spin- done. He's, he's gonna done be. Over there. He'll be a free agent at the end of this season, yeah, but he he's knows. out there. They're not going to pay him because they can't afford to. And now they just have to make sure the office they have a good offensive line. Just make sure that's going to be what I think they're going to have to invest in now after this season. Because if you're going to pay this, if you're going to pay this dude half a bill, you better have the great the great wall in Missouri to make sure that this dude lives up to this contract. No, what they really need is a running back. So you're not a you you weren't a big you weren't high on the on the Edwards on their pick. I mean, I don't know. You know, something about these rookie uh, running backs. You know, they have me kind of iffy sometimes. Sometimes they can you right. know, get a home run like how we did last year, or you can get you somebody who's just gonna be dragging his feet. You know, but in but for their offense, you know, even if he drags his feet, he may be just enough. So it could work out very well. But I think they need uh like uh like some type of workhorse over there, like a like a veteran. That's what I think. If they have somebody, because I don't know how his pass blocking is going to be. That's what I'm questionable about. Rookie uh, running backs are always a good point. questionable at uh, pass blocking. Very good, very good point. Because you have a five hundred, you got, you're basically a half a billion dollar insurance policy right now. Yeah, most definitely. And if you and one missed block. That investment is going to depreciate and depreciate. But the question when we talk about Mahomes' contract, what does it do for other quarterback future contracts? We talked about Cam, the deal he just got with the Patriots. Everyone's bringing, everyone's now saying, oh, you got to pay Dak. No, you do not. No. We brought this up. Like, what does this mean for Dak? And I said it yesterday. Absolutely nothing. If Jerry wants to go ahead and give this dude half a billion, go ahead and be stuck in purgatory for the rest of your, for the rest of your ownership. I do wonder what does this mean for Deshaun Watson's contract. I think everyone's going to Lamar Jackson, but let's just ease up. He had a good year. He was a unanimous MVP. But I think we need to let things we need to let things happen. Take take time. Let these young quarterbacks develop. And let them take their lumps and bruises while they still can. Don't if you if you don't have to pay them, don't pay them. The Chiefs had no choice but to pay Mahomes. Yeah. The pro- the- and all because uh, Mahomes got the got, got the uh, half a billy doesn't mean that uh, the next quarterback should. I, I don't want nobody else to get they they hopes up that high. 
Well, there's very few quarterbacks that's going to be that good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. The, that's why I said the person that's closest to getting that contract is going to be Lamar Jackson. Only the reason why is because he's already won MVP. Right. Now, if he now if they go to the Super Bowl next year and win, then all of a sudden that um, that argument is very valid. Yeah. Because he's done literally the same exact thing that Patrick Mahomes has done. Absolutely. Right. 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 No matter what you think about his passing skills or whatever, he's done literally the same exact thing. Yeah, but let me let me ask you this because I don't I don't know if you guys are a fan of him just being a passing quarterback. Right. If you're not, do you pay that much money for a quarterback that's not uh, not that good of a passer? Well, I want to see how he develops. Yeah, most definitely. Because I, I do say this, well, I do give this credit to Lamar Jackson since he's been in the league. He listens. A lot of young quarterbacks, they don't, they're, it takes a while for them to listen. Their ears are not open to listen to what these veteran coaches and and you know, QB gurus have to, to wisdom they're trying to bestow upon them. But I do say this: he he hears the noise, and he goes off, go out in the off season, and he and he works on his and he adjusts things that he knows that were a problem. Now you look at this off season; he said he's focusing on his passing. He's not just going to be you know the guy who's going to be checked down Charlie, or you know, all he just be on just throwing the home run hitter. He you know he has to. Go through his reads. Go through his, you know, see what's that first option, the second option. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But if he does do what Mahomes just did and he go ahead and win a Super Bowl, the Baltimore are going to have to break the bank. Mm. Yeah, and it's going to be more difficult for them because, in all honesty, Baltimore, as far as overall, it, don't get me wrong, the, the talent they have on offense as far as the Chiefs is ridiculous. But overall talent – Baltimore has more because right. they, they got dudes over there like on defense that are like top five at their position, like a, like at least like three people up over there. Absolutely. And then you think about another person I thought about when I saw the Mahomes contract. Mm -hmm. Man, what Alex, what's Alex Smith thinking right now? Who? I wonder what's Alex Smith thinking right now. Ooh. Every quarterback that has replaced him has got a $100 million contract. He might be the door opener. Exactly. You look at in San Francisco, Kaepernick. He, he, Kaepernick replaced him. Got a hundred million. Got two. Got two Super Bowl and a two NFC championship. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now enjoy a large iced coffee for just two bucks and a breakfast sandwich to make a meal. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Chips got 100 million. In in, in his defense, though, um, it's it, Alex Smith's career was started off very weird because 
Alex Smith's not a home run type of quarterback when he first got into the league. Right. And every single offensive coordinator and coach that he had wanted him to do that. Right. You know, he lost his starting job, what, like twice before he really got to the point where he's at right now? He's thanking God for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, seriously. Because Jim Harbaugh is actually smart enough to be like, I'm not go- I'm going to make this guy play to his game. Right. You know, he's no have to throw the he don't have to throw the ball down the field for um a 30 or 40 yarder every other play. Let me get a couple of five or tens in, then he'll throw the a 30 yard play. Exactly. And you just wondering, I mean, boy, this puts a lot of pressure on Dwayne Haskins, man. Ooh, man. Because man, if if Kaepernick got a hand 36, Mahomes got half a Billy, you really better make sure that you're not the guy who cannot succeed Alex Smith. It'll be different for him, uh, and and he's working. He's gonna be on his second coach, and he's gonna be on his second coach and coordinator. Yeah, which is not really good for a young quarterback. Derek but but we'll see how things go. So speaking of Washington, they're in the news again. Uh oh. Let's segue. Speaking of Washington, now I said this in our pre meeting, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to focus on the ten year anniversary of the decision that we we teased that in our last podcast. And that's what we're going to talk about. We will get to that later on in the episode, so don't go nowhere. But the Washington football team is the gift that keeps on giving. Any team that seems to trip over its own feet in the NFL is the gift that keeps on giving. And the, and there seem like there's some changes on the rise in the nation's capital. The outcry has been really loud over the last week on the Washington football team changing their name from changing their name from Redskins after this has been a Heated debate for half a century, for 50 years. But as Mark has always said, when it comes to the NFL, it's all about the money. And once the money started walking, Dan Snyder started moonwalking like the late great Michael Jackson. Nike, FedEx, Pepsi, who who can be a sponsor of the show, by the way. How about us, Pepsi? Shout out to Pepsi. Shout out to Pepsi. A combined $620 billion in investors told Dan Snyder to change the name or we're out. Are you fucking kidding me? And now he is heavenly considering there will be a name change in the nation's capital. We don't know. Shitty better. That's a lot of payola. And to show you how serious this got. Nike took all their Washington football merchandise off their website. So if you go to NFL.com, NFLshop.com, Nike.com, and you want to search Washington Redskins, you're going to get, sorry, this item does not exist. Mm. I think that's dope on Nike behalf. Um, my only question is, is where was that? Five years ago, you you bring that up. Stephen A. Smith brought that up the other day, like, and I'm and, and I don't want to and I don't want to seem like I'm uh right. I know what you're saying. Considerate about it, but yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm not grateful for it. But where was that three years ago? Five but years ago? You're and you're and he's not and he's telling the truth. This is a this hasn't this didn't just fall on Daniel Snyder's doorstep yesterday. This has been something that's been with this franchise for five decades. In 2013, Daniel Snyder went out and said, over, I wouldn't trade uh, over my dead body would I change this name. Well, your, your investors say over our empty pay, over our empty payrolls, you're going to change this name. Our, our payola, our benefit, you're costing us money now. 
So mm-hmm. you want to be stubborn? We're going to take our money and go someplace else. And by the way, remember, Nike is the official jersey partner of the NFL. Ooh. So it's not like it's not like Daniel Snyder can go try to t- convince Adidas or un- or Under Armour or somebody to be the jersey sponsor for the for the Washington football team. No, every jersey has the swoosh on it. Sure does. It's not going to happen. So change the name, and then it and that transfers to other sports now. Mm-hmm. Mark, you're a Braves fan. There's talk of maybe would the Braves change their name. The the one that's really getting the most discussion is the Cleveland Indians. The Indians said they're open and listening to changing their name. The Braves, do we go back to football with the Chiefs? Do go back to football with the Chiefs. What do you what do we do? Do we have to start changing every are we getting too sensitive? I'm not trying to be inconsiderate, like Mark just said. But do is it getting to the point where we are getting too Sensitive where we have to, ch- where just because one name has to be changed, every name has to be changed. Um, for me, I think that um, the Native Americans will have to have to say so in that only, only they, only they know what's you know disrespectful and how they feel about it. Um, and they've been saying for years that the Washington team name has, has been you know disrespectful to their culture or whatever it is, so we should have been listened to. <clears throat> what you got, producer B? Name Indians for a team is that bad? But I, that's not. I feel no, Redskins. I understand. I understand that. that. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. We can't speak for it because we don't know. Like and, the Indians is bad because of the uh, mascot. Well, they changed that. That that was bad. The the Chief Wahoo yeah. was the logo on the Indians on the on the Indians hat. Yeah, and it was it was like yeah, and yeah. it it was very offensive because you know he had the teeth out and it was. Kind of cartoonish, and it kind of took. They were kind of fence. If you look at Mark with the Braves, they don't have an Indians. They got the A on the hat, mm-hmm. and they got a, they just got a tomahawk. That's that's more so paying homage. Yeah, that and and that's being discussed now as well. Do the Braves fans get rid of the tomahawk chop again? If 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 the Native Americans feel like 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 that's disrespectful, then we have to listen to them. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, man, like. <clears throat> They've been oppressed for so long. Like we have to, we as blacks, we will want the same thing. So we have to give them that same that same courtesy. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, and you li- definitely, and because they brought it up with the with, with Florida State, but Florida State made an agreement with the Seminoles. Yeah, and that's why you see a Seminole mm-hmm. before every game mm-hmm. at Florida State. Yeah, and um, the Seminole that's a that's a big population over there in Florida as well. Right, and you know a lot of people don't know that unless you know you know your demographics exactly. So that, that's that's like you said, they made the deal with them, and they actually have a Seminole Indian. Um, I say Indian, Indian come out there, and he goes out there, and he, you know, does he does his thing. So that's the real question is, and this is going to be a real fluid story. This as we get close to return to sports in the next couple of weeks, we'll see what happens with the NFL. I believe the the Washington name will be changed before Week One. Remember that they brought up the situation when the Oilers moved to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And they changed their names from from Oilers to Titans, and that took actually to the middle of the season. Recipe Steve McNair, you know what I'm saying? So, and so this is going to happen because the 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 cry is going to get louder and louder. Oh yeah, and I don't think the NFL wants to smoke right now. Which brings me to Colin Kaepernick. News came out yesterday, and the story is keeping fluid. It seemed like more now. Since everything's been going on with the tragic murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, 
Ahmaud Arbery, Rashard Brooks, all the just brothers and sisters we've lost to senseless police brutality and racism as we continue to say their name and keep their families lifted in prayer. Well, the news came out yesterday that last week we talked about Colin Kaepernick has a deal with Netflix. Ava DuVernay is doing a show about his high school life that and what led to his activism today. Well, it comes out yesterday, Disney, who's the company, parent company for ESPN, they've agreed to a first look series on the last five years of Colin Kaepernick's life. Jamel Hill's going to be a producer on the show. It's going to be worked with the undefeated. And my Chris, I don't know if I have a criticism of it. My question is with ESPN, are you really trying to make, are you trying, are you overly trying to over, overly too much to wrong or right? Because obviously we all know what happened with the Jamel Hill and the president Twitter war and she called him a white supremacist and she got suspended and then the ESPN came with the whole stick to sports edict to all their all their broadcasters and then Jamel Hill gets bought up and ESPN work on a buyout of her contract she go, she first goes to the undefeated then they work on the buyout now she's on doing her own thing much love much respect and now ESPN since everything that's happened with George Floyd they've kind of They've kind of dove their head in, dove their nose into the whole social justice situation. My bad. I'm trying to, um, you know, what I'm trying to say is, do are they trying too hard to be what? exactly? Because now you you got Jamel Hill as a producer on this on this docu series with Kaepernick, and he he hasn't spoken publicly, but he did tweet out. You know, he was glad that he's able to tell his story. And he, obviously, there's only going to be black and brown pe- people on this production. So directors, producers, they're all going to be either black or or Hispanic. So I respect that part, keeping it for people of color. But again, my I go back to ESPN. Did they are they missing the mark? Trying too hard to be woke. Which I word I hate, by the way. Yeah, I think they're doing just a little bit too much. You know, my, it's not my whole thing is this. It's like you said earlier. Where was all this about three or four years ago? Mm. You know, don't don't try to do it just because all this is the trending topic, right? And that's the way I feel about the situation. You know, and it's it's it's, it's kind of weird to feel that way about that because they're doing the right thing. But it's like it's not. It doesn't feel genuine. I feel like a lot of these companies, even going back to uh, the people taking their money off uh, the tables for the for the Washington football team, uh, is doing it because they just want to be on the right side of this time. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a genuine move. They're just trying to be on the, on the right side of, of of time. You know what I'm saying? So um, we've seen it in the actions. Like like I said, uh, Nike, Pepsi. Shout out to Pepsi. Uh, FedEx um, All had this the, the last Would you say 50 years Yes I'm, I, I'm gonna go Even shorter than that The last 10 5 to 10 years To make this move But you know They do it now And I get it But th- th- if this was Something that y'all really felt Y'all could've did that 5 to 10 years ago And I feel like uh, ESPN Could've did this 3 to 4 years ago When, when Cap was in the middle Of his Of his Of his You know What he doing What he going through so now he, you look at this. Okay, we didn't want to. We didn't want to step. 
into the whole social justice world, but now you're partnering with now you basically partnering up with this dude. Mm-hmm. I don't I I I feel some type of way about it, but to each his own. Let's just get the right message out and be sincere. Mm-hmm. If if you're not gonna be sincere, then then don't do anything. We don't we're tired of gestures. We're tired of okay, you 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 extend you extend the olive branch, but that's it. It's time for some more action. Get out there on the front line. Mm-hmm. Be willing to risk something. Because if you're not willing to risk something, if you don't have if you don't have nothing to lose, then 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 then, then what, what you fighting for don't really have no, no no stance to it. Pretty much. Yeah, most definitely. Shout and out to Cap. Most yes. definitely. And yeah. I feel like, especially with the way the NFL goes about stuff so much, right? You know, the NBA. Is very progressive with everything that they do. You know, they realize that the athletes have all the power up in their sport. So why would you go like you know? Why would you go against something that you, um, basically your employees feel so strong about? Mm-hmm. You know, even if you have to ruffle a few feathers. You know, I'm pretty sure that's some moves that Adam Silver did. That a lot of investors of the NBA didn't like, right? But he said, "Shoot, these dudes out here are the ones that's getting getting us all this money." You know, we got we got to look out for our people. Yeah. And that's what they do. The NFL does the complete opposite. And now NFL, they're doing all these gestures that we just said as Freeze was hinting on. Now they week one, they want to play the black anthem, lift every voice and sing <laughs> before every game. Every week one game. Oh my God. They want to have black <laughs> li- Sorry. They want to have Black Lives Matter on certain on, they're gonna pay tribute. Remember those who died from racism and police brutality. We'll see. That's a long opening act. I mean, yeah. Listen, they're playing. They're gonna go lift every voice. Then the Star Spangled Banner. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto, but Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at getarculus.com. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Only in week one. They need to get rid of the stars, oh, man. Oh, only, only in week one. Yeah, only week one. Get the fuck out of here, man. NFL so full of shit. Man. Man, <laughs> I swear, that's I, it's, it's getting closer and closer to fuck the NFL. Like no lie, I just be laughing at some of the stuff that they be doing. Like you go you, now, all of a sudden you want to play lift every voice. Like I feel like that's like a, a a punch in the face. Like 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 you just taking shots at us now. Like like let's just make let's just make fun of these niggas real quick. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so we gonna see what this man got. I'm really. Interesting to see how the players react. Don't you, you ever heard any players kind of react to it? Vote been very outspoken about it. They're probably laying because they want to see how if they even have a season. Exactly, they want to see what's about to go on. Because yeah, it doesn't look like Cause, season. Because when because I believe when when they hit the field for real week one, oh, it's gonna be on. It's gonna be our World War Three. And I hope th- these owners who I said by name last podcast, I hope you're ready. Yeah. Cause you cause you done step your toes in some muddy waters. 
And if y'all not, and if you're not, re- if you're not going to step, you're not going to jump into the mud. Don't get dirty. Mm. Which leads to the to the NBA is freeze handing on. The NBA is now doing some gestures. Now, the news came out Friday that they've been they're going to have in the Orlando campus the floor will have Black Lives Matter on it. Some people were kind of. Brig Buker, Marcellus, Alcho, most respect though. They didn't agree with it because now, because people saying, you know, you, do you do you tick off the viewer? Well, I'm like this: if you don't like it, just don't watch. Pretty much. So the news comes out also Friday from Mark Spears and Undefeated that um they're going to allow the players to have to wear symbolic gestures on their jerseys, Black Lives Matter, Equality. Mm-hmm. Education reform it actually came out today from Chris Haynes. There, some of the players what they'll be having on the back of their jerseys. So, well, when we get closer to that, we'll say who's once the full list is out. We know we have we sprinkle here and there who's. Out. But this question is, did the NBA do enough? Because now the you I don't know if y'all saw Mike Scott from the Sixers, Jalen Brown of the Celtics. They were kind of disappointed in the list because. They're not allowed to have victims' names on their jerseys. For example, I think Jalen Brown. Now I'm gonna give you a quick example. Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. He spoke out about this on Instagram. He is a native of Orlando, Florida, and he grew up 25 miles away from where, where Trayvon Martin was murdered. Mm-hmm. He wants to put Trayvon Martin's name on the back of his jersey because he's because he's also a black man from Florida. Right, uh-huh. right, right. Who is light skinned Who has dealt with racial issues? For those who don't know, Doc. Rivers and his family are biracial. And Doc's oldest son, Jeremiah, when the whole Donald Sterling situation came out, said they dealt with a lot of racism in Orlando when Doc was coaching the Magic. Because Doc's wife is Caucasian. And obviously, his brothers are are mixed. But Austin Rivers wants to wear Trayvon Martin's name on the back of his jersey. And Jalen Brown and Mike Scott were kind of disappointed that they weren't given the choice to have the for to have that option. All's but the WNBA who actually were the initiators of this whole mm-hmm. idea. So shout out to the shout out to the women. To the yep, women, the women hoopsters. Maya Moore again. Oh yeah, she's the MVP. Maya Moore. Real. She's a real MVP. Set out the whole season. Maya Moore. What? Four-time champ at UConn. Two-time WNVP. Two-time gold medalist, two-time WNBA champ, and got a man freed from jail who was supposed to do 50 years. <laughs> Took two years off her, not not the end of her career. The prime. The prime. This is a woman who you can argue is the is the number one player in the WNBA. She's definitely top three to five. She's for sure like number, number three. Th- no, she's number one now. She's well, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, the, she's the people's why, yeah. champ, right? No, no, yeah. She's number one now. She's the people's champ. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it, ain't my, even a, it ain't even a debate no more. If you want to come to the Sparks, I, I, I'll be a season ticket holder for my, to watch Maya Moore. Cause that, Facts. Hoop. Every time she comes to LA, I'm watching her play. For I'm real. going to the yeah, game. Exactly. I'm going to get the Maya Moore jersey. I'm Hoops. doing all that. Hoop. She's a hooper, but she is a true hero. Yeah. For what she, helping this brother in Missouri, mm-hmm. who was wrong, who say, who, was in jail 22 years on a 50-year sentence for a robbery he didn't even commit. And she 
felt compelled to take two years off her career. And people forget this actually started when she was going to visit this jail while she was a freshman at UConn. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Gina Oriema who was planting her her parents plant the seed plant the seed in her. But Gina Oriema had the foresight to say, "Let's go visit this situation because they, I guess, UConn has a prison ministry." And this what led to Maya Moore's activism. So Maya Moore, salute you all day. But let's get back to the to the topic at hand on should NBA players be allowed to have the option to have a a deceased person's name on the back of their jersey? Yeah, I think they should. One hundred percent, I agree that they should. Um, I think whatever they have to put on the judges should get approved by the NBA before yeah. it, before it goes out. Right. But um, I do think that the you should give the players the option to to put whatever they want to on their jersey. I have a feeling this is going to. Be a issue going as teams are reporting this week to Orlando because they're going to get a chance to talk to the media for the first time in a in a while. Obviously, like their teams have been zooming, you know, on the practice facilities, but now as media, shout out to the Clippers, yeah, pause media. There you go. As far as media is going to be reporting to the to the bubble. By the way, it's crazy. Did you see the videos? How they? Yeah, that's crazy, ain't it? The way the courts look is crazy. But you see how they the, they're making these reporters, producer Ben, and you've been very strong and passionate on the COVID situation. They're they're making sure these reporters they follow they follow protocol. They have they get temperature checked in. They have they know they're on a time schedule. If someone brings them food, they have to wait five seconds before when the. When the person leaves to open the door, so they don't have any social dis- social contact with them. And the reporters, they have to be on camera with their masks, with gloves on. Oh yeah, they ain't playing. Are you fucking kidding me? They are for real. Wait, wait, run up the the time thing, Bobby. You have to so, wait five so, seconds. So basically, so say if someone's bringing you some the some po- not, some nachos, right? So for, and they'll knock on the door. Mm-hmm. They'll place it at the at, at the foot of the door. Okay. You have to count five seconds, you know. You know the game of enough time to walk away. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. But if they have it, it can be on the. Bag it's on the bag when they bring. Exactly. The <laughs> so you don't know, but they're trying. But at least they're they're trying their hardest to try to eliminate any option. What you got? Why, if it's a bubble, making like everything in house? You hire people. Makes sense. There, Makes sense. And they only cooking for everybody. No outside food yeah. coming in. Nothing coming in. Everything is there. Equipment, Gatorade, everything is already there. Thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Who? Nothing. Uh-oh. <laughs> everything is there already. And that you that's another problem you don't have to deal with. In, right. In, in ordering food, they don't know what's what. Because the virus can live on certain things. You know, some may be minutes and some may be uh, hours. Some may be days. But on bags like that or a plastic bag... It could be on there for a few hours. So that five second rule, that one Mississippi, two Mississippi. That's what it is. It's still gonna be on there. Yeah. So I, I and we'll see how because I I don't there's gonna be no avoiding. There're gonna be players who test positive. There're gonna be people in the traveling parties. There's only no more than thirty five people per traveling party for each team. The Magic they just got there today. Obviously they just was a bus ride. There was a yeah. bus ride. So the the Raptors have been there a week. They haven't had no one test positive. Knock on wood. But um, you're gonna ha- there's the, the positive tests are not gonna be avoided because 
You saw today another player from the Nets. Another player from the Nets. What did I say wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Another player from the Nets. Another player from the Nets tested positive again for COVID. That's they've had five players. That's because they're in New York. And exactly. Yeah. Well. Well. That. That. Well. Brooklyn. That part, like over there. Like it's real bad out there. And so Torian Prince. He tested positive. He's not going. DeAndre Jordan, Stenser Dinwiddie. We I know Kevin Durant had tested. There was another player they didn't who remained anonymous. It was Kyrie Irving. Speaking of Kyrie, he's in the news today. He's going to be producing a series, and this kind of piggies into what we're talking about with the whole jersey with players in jerseys. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving is producing a, a a show tomorrow on Players TV on the Samsung TV. Him in common um, about Brianna Taylor. Mm. Now the WNBA is allowing their their players to wear Brianna Taylor's name on their jersey, and all proceeds to sales will go to the Brianna Taylor Foundation. Mm-hmm. They spoke with her mother. They spoke with her attorney. But then you have this racist owner, Kathy Lovert, who was a senator in Georgia, who was a co who, who at the time was a a co-owner of the Atlanta Dream, the WNBA team, she has came out outspokenly against Black Lives Matter. The WNBA came out with a statement saying she's not been involved with the franchise on a day-to-day basis since October. But the question everyone want to know is, is she still an owner? <clears throat> yeah. Is she, is she still an owner? She's still getting, she's still getting money from him. She's still getting some income coming in from him. And players are are speaking up. They the union wants her ownership revoked. That's like a Donald Sterling thing. Exactly. It might work easier. Is, is she a minority owner? Yes. Uh, it might be easier to get rid of her because you know Donald Sterling. He he owned it. I think like hundred percent. Right, right, right. Yeah. So this she's, it be, she's a, it'll she, be a little bit easier because at that point it'll be a vote. She's a minority owner. She she probably wasn't a heavy minority owner in. Earlier in her tenure, but now I think she's involved in the in the Georgia Senate, mm-hmm. so she's not. So, but the players are out, spe- out are speaking out, and speaking of speaking out, players are opting out. Yeah. So the news came out today. Bradley Beal is opting out of the bubble. He has a rotator cuff injury, but like we said last week, why is Washington going anyway? Thank you. Y'all need one four games this year, right? <laughs> seems like Same, it. Yeah, seems like it. Um, Victor Oladipo, he's re- he's recovering from a quad injury that he suffered last season. He's opting out. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense for him. And obviously, we know Trevor Reza, mm-hmm. Avery Bradley, Davis Bertans, Willie Collins Stein. Another he's because this girl is pregnant. Yeah, got so, it. So I respect. But in baseball, we've had some big names opt out. Ian Desmond of the Rockies. Mm-hmm. But then one hit close to home for me. Oh yeah, I know it did. <laughs> David Price Thanks to Nick for putting that in the group chat No problem That yeah, really hurt That really hurt But yeah. David Price World Series champ Former Cy Young Winner Who came Who was acquired by the Dodgers in February As far as the Mookie Betts trade Has decided To opt out of the 2020 season He will come back And, and pitch for the Dodgers next year though But You gotta respect their decision as a Dodgers fan, it, it hurt that Nick, that David Price is not going. I heard even Mark, one of your boys, Nick Markakis of the Braves, mm-hmm. he opt, he's he opted out. 
And obviously producer man Nick Freeze You guys are Angel fans And the best player in baseball Mike Trout He has been very outspoken On playing this season He is not comfortable And obviously he We talked about this In one of our You know While we were on hiatus His wife is expecting in August And he does not want to bring any diseases home to his newborn child completely completely understandable so i do think baseball will will start the schedule came out yesterday it's gonna start on the 23rd nationals yankees as the nationals they'll unveil their champ world series banner garrett cole gets his first start as a yankee versus max scherzer and then my dodgers Will face the Giants. Kane Kershaw will start his eighth, his record eighth opening day as a Dodger. And then the rest of the schedule goes from there, obviously. But, I mean, look, man, y'all leave Kershaw alone. Man, look. Man, look. I, I know where y'all I know where y'all going. Hey, Trust me. Kershaw's cool. I know where you're going. Man, when it's time to win the playoff Let's game. Let's not go there right now. It's, it's playoffs. Let's not go there. Man. Why, why are y'all doing this to me? It wasn't his fault that the that the Astros. That wasn't the only time he didn't show up. Come on, man. Wait a minute. <laughs> I know we were talking. We're talking about we're talking about opting out, not people out the playoffs. <laughs> See, that ain't right. See, that ain't even right, man. <laughs> Ain't even right. You know that, man. How you gonna do my boy like that? Oh, that's y'all foul. Y'all some foul, foul, some foul brothers, man. Nah, I, 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 <laughs> now fuck with Clayton. No, he a good regular season pitcher. Yeah, he is. He is. Hey, Kershaw's a Hall of Famer, but nah, he is. He's he's dope. He's, but he is. But he has not. He's had. He's not showed up in the postseason. I and I very you, trust me. I lived it. I mean, I'm used to glavin smoke. He's the Peyton Manning of baseball. You know. There's one name you didn't say. And that's why. And they compare him to Kershaw. Who was that? You didn't say Maddox. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah, I know. But I did say Glavin and Smoltz. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Well, Smoltz, Smoltz definitely. But, yeah, so. Those are real, those are real pictures. Man, leave Kershaw. Oh, no, man. Kershaw nice, though, man. I know, man. Bueller, man. Bueller. Mar- man, Bueller. What? Walker Bueller. Look, look, he, look. It was up to me. Walker Bueller would start opening day, but it's a ceremonial. He's probably Kershaw's probably have maybe one or two more opening days left, and then he's yeah. probably going to retire. But Walker Bueller is the ace of the Dodger staff. I you don't have to tell me twice. So as players opt out, we have to respect their decisions, folks. I know we want our sports back. We want to see everybody play, but these people have families too. Mm-hmm. Look, we all have jobs. We don't want to be. Bringing anything home to our families as well, and if we choose not to go to our job. You have to if you choose not to go to your job, you have to respect them too. Right, right. So just ease up. It's this is going to be the new norm for right now. We'll see what happens in twenty twenty one. But you know, much respect to David Price. I respect his decision, and he's had some injury. He's had an injury history, obviously, and playing in Boston will always give you an injury history, Man. but. But I'm gonna leave that one alone, Buck Faustin. But you know what I'm saying. But you know what it is. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, mm. Buck Faustin. <laughs> I let y'all, y'all. Did that put two words together? Exactly. Like, but and- 
Buck. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. It's so for people who listen at home. Buck Faustin. Y'all figure out what I mean by that. Shout out to Felly Fell who came up with that first. But um ten years ago, gentlemen, mm-hmm. a decision was made. Decision that changed the landscape of the NBA, uh-huh. sports, player transactions, and might have birthed the era of player empowerment. Uh-huh. It most definitely did. Tomorrow, July 8th, will be the 10-year anniversary of what has been known as the decision. LeBron James's decision to go to the Miami Heat. And we will get to that after we do our Weekly Last Dance recap. Brothers, I had to go back and watch episodes five and six. And obviously, you know, episodes five and six always were were two of the most emotional episodes for me. Because obviously, episode five was dedicated to Kobe. And episode, what I got in Last Dance episodes was, you know, the relationship, the brother, it was the brotherhood that Jordan and Kobe had. And you listen to Kobe. And when I hear him speak, it's like he seems like he's still here. And it's already gonna be six months this month. Mm. That's crazy. And when I was watching him on when I was watching him, because that's how they opened up episode five. They they go to the all-star game in New York, Kobe's first all-star game, Jordan's last one with the Bulls. And he said, That Laker boy, that little Laker boy is gonna take everybody one on one. And who knew that little Laker boy would become the GOAT's little brother? And Kobe Said he hated everyone always try to compare him and MJ. And he tells and he made it perfectly clear. We don't get five champ I don't get the five championships I bring to the Lakers without the advice I got from him. So and you saw that on display when Jordan spoke at Kobe's memorial. Nobody I never knew they were that close. And I'm and I'm a diehard Kobe fan. My bad. You said he said something about the five championships, and I'm thinking, you know, Shaquille O'Neal most definitely helped. Well, well, well yeah, I know what you're saying, but as far as you know, having the the mm-hmm. mentality, the competitiveness, obviously Shaq, Powell, Phil Jackson, D. Fish, Robert Ory, all played a big part in Kobe's five championships. But he feels that as far as him as a player, as an individual, mm-hmm. Jordan played a big part in. In him becoming the player he became And like I said You've seen that when Jordan spoke at Kobe's memorial Like I said I never knew they were that close A lot of people didn't know And and that just shows you Everyone didn't know how close Kobe and Shaq were And I keep telling people for years They got along they just couldn't work together Yeah they were co-workers that's debatable, but we we can we can go on. But uh, but it, <laughs> on was, the episode two alpha dogs. That's all it was. Pretty much. But on the last dance, and it focused a lot on a couple points. I want to bring out on t- that from notes that I wrote down on this one. Obviously, this was the episode when Jordan was introduced to David Falk. David Falk, who was his longtime agent, was the which y'all see Rich Paul doing right now for Clutch Sports. David Falk was. Was the man in the NBA from the 80s and the 90s? This dude was was the Dundada when it come to agents, and they went to Nike. Now, obviously, Jordan was going to go to Adidas, but Jordan's mom convinced him to take the meeting, go out to Oregon, and take the meeting. And they took the meeting, and he signed with Nike. Shout out to Sonny Vaccaro, Sonny Vaccaro, who. 
a long time shoe company exec, worked with Nike, worked for Adidas, has a great 30 for 30 called Soul Collector. And he was the guy who delivered Jordan to Nike because Jordan wanted to go to, uh, was close to going to Adidas. He was obviously wanted to go to, Con- he was play- he played in Converse when he was at North Carolina. And the goal that Nike had set when they signed Jordan was to make four, wait, three million in four years. Sonny Vaccaro said they was going to split the money, the contracts into, you know, players from that class. But no, Jordan, but Sonny Vaccaro said, give all the money to this guy. And he gave it to Jordan. The goal was to make four, three million over the four years of Jordan's deal. And they made 126 the first year. Wow. That's the Jordan effect. And that led to obviously I want to be like Mike, Gatorade, Wilson, Bert, McDonald's. I was trying to say Burger King, McDonald's. All those endorsements in Jordan never stepped never stepped on any toes. He was the ultimate pitch man. But he did step on some toes when he did for him not being very vocal as vocal to social issues. 1990. The North Carolina Senate race. Harvey. Was it Chicago? It was in North Carolina. Oh, okay. North Carolina. Harvey Gantt, who was running for U.S. Senate. A brother. Against a racist bigot named Jesse Helms. A man who openly was against the Martin Luther King holiday. Hmm. And was an open racist. And a lot of people wanted Jordan to openly endorse Harvey Gantt for U.S. Senate. Mm -hmm. And they asked him, would he? And he was like, no. And that led to the infamous remark, Republicans buy sneakers too. Now, Jordan, this has been an urban legend for the last 30 years. Some people wondering, did he really say it? Did he really mean it? Well, he meant it. He said it, and he did basically mean it. He said it. It was said in just. He was on the bus with Scotty and Horace, and he just, you know, wasn't trying. He was trying to say it condescendingly, but he didn't know how much power that one quote had. It he, wasn't supposed to get out. Exactly. He somebody heard that on the bus, and they went was like, "Yo, Jordan just said Republicans buy sneakers too." Mm-hmm. So he's not openly endorsing Harvey again. Jordan, Mrs. Jordan, his mother, asked him to do a PSA, op- helping her w- with endorsing Harvey again as a candidate. He said no. He told his mama no, but he would be a contributor. He he did contribute financially to Harvey Gantt's campaign, mm-hmm. but he never would be outspoken on social issues. Right, <clears throat> and this leads to '91, which was back um, when they played the Lakers, and Craig Hodges tried to convince him and Magic to boycott the finals. <laughs> right. Now, no disrespect to Craig Hodges, respect what you stand for, but you're not you're not getting no dudes boycotting the finals. Nah, nah, no way. There's no, and I, and I respect everything he was trying, the message he was trying to send. He showed up ninety two to the White House wearing a dashiki. He had a letter he went he gave the pre, he gave the first President Bush, but you know Papa Bush, you know R P. Did he uh 
He he never played in the, in the NBA after that, huh? No. Huh. Conven- no. Conveniently. No. Um, on the Jordan thing, I want to ask you guys: Do you guys expect uh, celebrities and athletes to be activists? No, not at all. It's not. I don't, look. It sounds good. It sounds good, but it's not their job. I want. I, I, I'm not. Now, don't be. Don't put your head in the sand and act like nothing's going on in your community, though. Mm-hmm. Get back to those who help pave the way for you to be where you are. Mm-hmm. Remember, but I don't expect every athlete to be Muhammad Ali. You know they, why? Why is that? A lot of them are powerful enough to do that. Exactly. Look at Craig Hodges. Now imagine if Jordan would have did that. He'd still be in the NBA after doing that. Craig Hodges, no way. And this is what the thing with Kaepernick. I respect everything he did. I didn't respect him not voting. But he waited when his career was starting to get on the downslide. Now, say if this is Colin Kaepernick at the height of his 49er career. One play for winning the Super Bowl. Going back to an NFC championship the next year. Got $100 million in the bank from the 49ers. If he do, if he take a knee before the Super Bowl in New Orleans, he'd still be all right. But you waited to the end where you're battle, you're recovering from injuries, you're backing up Blaine Gabbert, and I don't care what anybody said, he was Blaine Gabbert's backup. Thank he you. was not inactive he, any game. He he wasn't Blaine Gabbert's backup. He was. Yes, he was. He was. He didn't start. Look, he lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. He was Blaine Gabbert's backup. He wasn't on the pup list. Now, I can see that argument if he was on IR, if he was on the pup list, but he was active every game in, before, before he went back to being the regular starter. If he wasn't so, so, help, when, so when did he become the regular starter? Like halfway, like a little bit. When he got uh, healthy? Towards No, nah, he, nah, he was healthy before that. No, he, all right. He was healthy before that. I don't think he, he was. wasn't. But okay. But then Chip Kelly's a fool for putting him out there in a blowout. Oh, yeah. Well, Chip, Chip Kelly is a fool for a lot of reasons, but that's one of them. Well, yeah. Shout out to UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of UCLA, let me, let me, I don't do, we, I don't, we don't plug a lot of other stuff, but I want to say this. We don't plug a lot of people's other, you know, another, uh, other people's, you know, you know. Yeah. But this, what I'm trying to say is go watch Man, Man Child, the Shea Cotton story. My nigga Shay. That was a cold documentary. I watched it today. It's on Amazon. That brother got a raw deal. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> to check it out. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a good show. It's a good show. Uh, his mom, his brother, shout out to James Cotton. Shout out to Mrs. Cotton. Rest in peace to Papa Cotton. You know what I'm saying? James Cotton Sr., his father, who this was supposed to have been released years ago, but his Obviously, his father has some health issues, so they delayed the release. So, um, but in regards to to the to to Jordan in the Last Dance, no, I don't expect athletes to be activists, right? And if they do it, if they if they be if they speak out politically, that cool. Just know what you're speaking out of. Yeah. Don't just. Speak, just speak. Do your homework. Study your candidate. Study the candidate you openly endorse. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? 
they may drop little hints like beautiful day out even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with geico or yard work is hard much harder than bundling with geico which was easy or it may be even subtler like speaking of burgers we bundled our home and car insurance with geico and saved a bunch of money bundling is easy with geico just ask your neighbors and now it's geico's motorcycle rules of the road Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. What, am I the leader? <laughs> Because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. LeBron didn't go out openly endorse Hillary Clinton because he didn't just because... Well, obviously anyone would have endorsed a Democrat out with Trump, but he didn't. He wasn't standing side by side with her at the DNC without doing his homework. He did his homework and still decided. Probably should have did more homework. Well, he openly endorsed her in a letter. I think I think it was on the uninterrupted. He did an mm-hmm. article. I mean, he, I get it. You you choosing the lesser two evils. I get it exactly. Right, right. But I don't expect athletes. To be as outspoken as Muhammad Ali and Jordan said it. Muhammad Ali is one of his heroes. And he even said it. If I'm not the guy who you who do, who's gonna do something in your group, maybe you shouldn't be following me. That's that's true. And I, I and I, I get it. I get it why people were so much in the in the, you know, was mad at Jordan, you know, when it came out when he said Republicans buy shoes too. Um But all you also gotta understand that Jordan did a lot for the for the black community that never gets spoken about. Exactly. Um So, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of fucked up that he said that and and joking with you know his teammates, um, and it came out. But you know, I I don't think that Jordan was 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 uh was backing the the other dude. Right, he wasn't back. He wasn't backing Justin Hill. Yeah, no, no, we hope not. But um, and another things that I you know got out of these episodes, the Dream Team. Oh my god, man. Greatest team ever assembled. Yes. As far as in Olympic an Olympic year, of course. And obviously the story did Isaiah did Jordan keep Isaiah Thomas off the dream team? We all believe he did. Jordan said that he was never asked about <laughs> it. Rob Thorne said that he never asked Jordan about it. Come on, dude. But didn't not- video come out or yes. audio come out? That- yes. Yeah. There was a podcast, Jack McCallum, who wrote the book on the dream team. <laughs> He did a podcast on iHeart called the 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 Lost Tapes, the Dream Team, the Lost Tapes, and Jordan admitted that Chuck didn't want him. Now I don't know if he's talking about Chuck Daly or is he talking about Charles Barkley. He's talking about Charles Barkley. Why wouldn't the world Chuck Daly not want but him? He coaches him. But you also have to understand Chuck Daly didn't say nothing about Isaiah Thomas not being on the team either. Good point. 
He, he probably wouldn't lose that. Uh, that he that, was, that job. He wasn't gonna lose that job. He didn't want to lose it. No, he was. He, he wasn't unless he stepped down. They wasn't gonna remove Chuck Daly. And let's remember, Chuck Daly had already been already left Detroit when he took the job. The dream that he was already going to coach the Nets. Oh yeah, he was. And my and my thing is is you know and yeah, I I do think that Jordan you know was the one who kept him off of it. But we don't never speak that Chuck Daly never said nothing about Isaiah Thomas being on there either. Exactly. And some people said that I, that Chuck Daly should have openly not coached unless they, Isaiah was placed on the dream team. They lost their damn mind. And Chuck Daly was like, no, I'm going to go take these 11 Hall of Famers and the Christian e- Leitner. The, e- the easiest coaching job ever. <laughs> I'm going to take these 11 Hall of Famers and Christian Leitner, and we're going to go just destroy the world. <laughs> I know I was wrong. <laughs> Why are he was right though. It was yeah. it was eleven Hall of Famers yeah. and Christian Leitner. He's a Hall of Famer because the Dream Team got in. He's a Hall of Famer because the Dream Team got in the Hall of Fame. He was talking about the NBA Hall of Fame. I'm talking about that. As far as but Christian Leitner is the only player on the Dream Team who did not receive individual induction into the Hall of Fame. He never will. And let's be clear. I'm a Carolina fan. You can't tell me. I can't say I can go. I can go. You know, let's not go there. Let's, how, how many All Star games he went to? He went to all of them. Probably, probably went to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> Honestly, I think he played in one, and I, I think he played once in All Star game. I think that was the '98 game. How about, what in the early years? No, I think he, when he went to Atlanta, he he didn't play. He didn't make the All Star team when he was in Minnesota. Oh, okay. When he went when Atlanta gave him that stupid contract, and they yeah, ooh yeah, I forgot about that. There we go. Bad contracts. Yeah, future episode. Tune in next week. Bad contracts. But uh, nah, the, the dream team, and then the the story within the dream team. Obviously, the the battles and practice with Jordan and 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 Magic and Bird and Barkley and Pippen and. And Kai bo- Trexler and Ewing and Malone and Stockton. It was boy, they need to have they need to have the a 30 for 30 just on those practices. I need to see that video of them losing to the college players. And that is a and yes, that team, it was Weber. Shout out to Chris Weber. Penny. Still don't, Grant don't Hill. Montrose. Shout out. Um Bobby Hurley. Screw him. Um <sighs> I'm never gonna say nothing good about Duke, so y'all might as well just get used to this. I'm never gonna say anything nice about Chris Webber besides what I just said a second ago. Yeah. Um Fuck him. Exactly. <laughs> but they yeah, but th- yeah, they said yeah, the first they 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 beat the dream team in the scrimmage, but then they said, okay, when the the second time, yeah, they blew them dudes out by hundred points. Yeah, it was bad. But another story within the dream team was Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc. Three-time champion with the Bulls, sixth man of the year, one of the greatest European players, was the second-round pick of the Bulls in the 90s, and Jerry Krause would make trips over to Croatia to watch this dude play, but he still didn't handle Scottie Pippen's contract situation. And Jordan Scotty felt some type of way about it. So, and Jordan admitted he loves Sonny Kukoc as a teammate, but they did not get off on a good foot when they with, when, in 92 in Barcelona. In Barcelona. So, when Croatia and U.S. and the Dream Team played in a in an exhibition, Jordan and Pippen are telling the rest of the team, we got leave cool coach for us. Magic said he looked in the eyes and said he saw blood. And 
It's from whoever's crew show song. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody. See you guys next Tuesday. That's a walk off. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's crazy. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mick Freezer just left the building. <laughs> um, but ninety two, they, nah, they I, I think they did Kukoc wrong for that. They know? really did. It wasn't even Kukoc fault, but mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, I think that got him mentally tougher. They meant in the gold medal game. Kukoc had a better game in go in ninety two in the gold medal game, but the exhibition game, he he didn't want to smoke at that time. And Scotty Pippen said, "If you can't handle eleven, NBA, 11 NBA players You don't need to come over to, You don't need to come over To the states And Jordan thought I wasn't fair Because He's playing against 11 Hall of Famers Whoa Uh huh So It's crazy That was crazy <laughs> If he can't handle 11 NBA players He shouldn't come To the states Yeah Don't repeat That's anymore. not a good look For the states <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's not a good look for nobody. <laughs> On to the next part of the uh, of the Jordan rule of the hmm? of the last dance probably slip. The Jordan rules book written by Sam Smith, and obviously this book made Jordan look like a total a hole. Said that he was bullying dudes in practice, and obviously the person that everyone brings up when this book comes around is Horace Grant. He had a relationship with um, with um, with Sam Smith, the the author of the book, and people thought that okay, Horace was basically giving all the was one that was giving all the information to Sam to write the book. Well, obviously, we don't know who said what. And but let we, me let me ask a question: did, did the book make Jordan like an asshole, or did Jordan make Jordan? Look no, like Jordan an made Jordan look like a okay. It was Jordan. He just—he was just. I think the shine. He started losing a little shine after the whole Republicans buy sneakers too, because now you, this book comes out. He, he and he goes on a two-week exile, not speaking to the media. And then the situation in '92—I um, mean '93—when they're in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Knicks. Oh no, it was in '92. But he let after game one, he goes to gambles on Atlantic City. Now this story has more implications because Jordan didn't go to the White House in '92. Mm-hmm. He didn't show up, and people wonder why. He was golfing with this one of his golfing buddies, who's a who's basically was a money was basically a guy who he betted a lot of money with on on the golf course. And Jordan lost a million dollars in golfing with this dude. And people were asking him, does he have a gambling problem? He said, no, I have a competition problem. Mm-hmm. So Jordan finally speaks to my Rashad and everything. He does his interview with his shades on because he can't, he doesn't want people to, I guess, see his eyes. I don't know what the heck that was all about, but whatever. Uh, I know what that he is. Drunk. Probably. He, yeah, that, that's what you call a hangover. But, okay. Which we will get to in the last episode But go ahead Yeah But you know Jordan said he, he does have a gambling issue But As we'll get into it next week His gambling Resurfaces 
went the murder of his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told y'all last week that you know my, me and moms watched it. She thought that Michael Jordan's father was murdered because of his gambling issues. I'm like, no, it was MJ. It wasn't Mr. Jordan. So tune in next week when we talk about episode seven and eight of the Last Dance. But let's get to the decision. Do y'all remember where y'all were at ten years ago when this when this thing went down? Hoping. Freeze. Uh, I believe I was. Where was I at? I think I was at my homie house during that time. We was watching it. What about you, producer Ben? You, did you watch the decision? So, I, my story was I was at church and I went to my pastor's office. I was like, "Are you watching the decision?" It was like, "What's the decision?" You don't know. LeBron's going to decide on on ESPN where he's. You want you 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 don't know that LeBron's going to decide on national TV where he's going to play play. He was like, okay, we'll turn it on. So we're in the office and watching it. And there's so many layers to this story. Some people said that he made, LeBron made it seem like he made up his mind that morning, which was a bunch of BS. Because Stephen A. Smith broke the story a week before. Which brings us to the what ifs from this story. What if sponsored by my man Nick Freeze and the great people at Pepsi? There we go. So, one what if involves the New York Knicks? Bill Simmons, who was part of why the decision happened, because in his mail in his mailbag, he when he was writing at Grantland at ESPN, fans said, "What if LeBron made his decision on national TV?" He went to the higher-ups at ESPN. They went to LeBron's team and Maverick Carter. And they were kind of bullish on it. Jim Gray, who wasn't working at ESPN at the time, this was during the 2010 finals with the Lakers and the Celtics, was at the game, and he talked to some of the some of the higher-ups at ESPN. And he said, and they convinced he convinced them to, to broadcast it. And like I said, he wasn't working for ESPN no more at the time. And, it, and the only part of the deal, he had to be the host. LeBron that day, he was in Greenwich. He had dinner with Kanye right before he came on to the show. But Stephen A. Smith reported a week before the actual decision that LeBron James was going to Miami with, along with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade was resigning. Now, I bring that up because Bill Simmons, in a recent episode of the Bill Simmons podcast on the ringer said that that the Knicks man we I, I swear we talk we've had more Knicks talk in about the Knicks and on our on our show than probably the entire New York sports radio scene in the last six months but um said that the Knicks were LeBron's first choice and Stephen A. Smith just came out and said that is a lie because he reported it LeBron was going to Miami so here's the what if then LeBron ended up with the Knicks. They had just signed Amari Stoudemire probably days before. Mm-hmm. What if LeBron goes to the Knicks and they still trade for Carmelo? I think at that point they don't make the trade for Carmelo. Why not? Because if you uh, if you remember some of the players that were up over there when um, if if LeBron would have signed over there at that time, they actually had players that could have complimented LeBron's game. Danilo Gallinari, that's when he was young. Right. He's a very good shooter. He's about 6'10". Right. So he could have stretched the floor. 
Uh, Raymond Felton, pretty yeah. good uh, point guard during that time. Yeah. Um, who else was part of that uh, trade? Um, it was a Mozgov. It, it was yeah. My, like, look, all those players at that time. You got to remember, you know, LeBron makes everybody around him better. So, and also, it's funny that you brought up Amari Stoudemire. Cleveland was actually supposed to get Amari Stoudemire, but they didn't want to trade JJ Hickson. They didn't want to trade JJ Hickson. And decided we'll get Antoine Jameson instead. So, who is JJ Hickson compared to Amari Stoudemire? But there's man, what you think? Got some breaking news. What you got? We got some breaking news. What's got some breaking news, brother? Oh wow! The breaking news is this from this is from Fox 32 in Chicago. The Chicago Blackhawks said they will continue. To use their team name because it honors a Native American leader who has been an inspiration to generations. So, mm-hmm. mark them off the list. They're not changing their name. That's the team I said before the uh, show go started. Fit, too. Go yeah. and Mark did drop that name off before we before we went on air. Yeah, and there you go. They're not changing their name. So. Again, One I, down, four I, to go. As long as they had that conversation with Native Americans before they. You know, said what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in full agreement with it. But we have to get the say. We have to get the, you know, right. the word from the Native Americans. Yeah, exactly. Themselves. This is, and if you're not, and if they're not getting the word from the Native Americans, they're doing themselves a disservice. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And this is, and this shouldn't even be, that shouldn't even be a thought. Something that someone has to tell you to do. This should only be common sense. Right. This is a group of people. You need to bring them into the discussion. Have them at the table and let them discuss why they feel offended by it, why they feel offended or don't feel offended by the names. Now you go. Let's get back to to the what if on LeBron goes to New York. So it's him or Mari with Danilo Gallinari, Raymond Felton, Ray Felton. Wait, um, hold on. Who was on Cleveland? Didn't want to trade JJ Hickson. They didn't want to make Dan, JJ Dan, Hickson part Dan, of the trade. Dan Gilbert was being the cheapest. And so. We wonder why LeBron left Cleveland in the first place. Exactly. Now, but, if you remember right, um, the that was I think that was the last straw because mm-hmm. before that, um, Cleveland's supposed to get somebody else over there the year before. I forgot who it was. They tried to get Chris Bosh. That's who it was. They tried to get Chris Bosh, and once again, they asked for somebody and it got that Shaq. Dan Gilbert didn't want. No, yeah, and th- see, and that's the thing LeBron gets mad about. So you tell me you're gonna give me um, somebody like Amari Stoudemire. But I end up getting Antoine Jameson. Don't get me wrong, Antoine Jameson is not a not a bad player. But at that time, Amari Stoudemire was most definitely way better. Amari Stoudemire was an all star. And, and then you tell me I'm supposed to get Chris Bosh, and we get a seventy five year old Shaq who could barely move up the court. Right, Shaq, I'm a ring for the king. Nah, not not Diesel. Sorry, brother. Shaq, his first tenure at Cleveland, only had one other person who was able to play at an all star level. And that was Mo Williams. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mo Williams, an undersized guard. Pretty much. So then you go to the what if. So if they don't pull them, if the Knicks don't do the Mellow trade, where does, where does Nello go? Does Me- he- Mello, it, me, first and foremost, I never understood really completely why he wanted to leave Denver in the first place. Because from my recollection of looking at uh, Denver over the years, they've always been a consistent team. They're one of those teams that are kind of weird. They're never really bad, but they're never really good. But when he was there, they were really good. He made the playoffs every year he was there. Thank you. 
And they, if you look, even look at them now, they always have a, um, like about two people at each position um, in basketball. They always have good players. Right. Even when Melo got drafted over there, they had a, they had a pretty good role players up over there. They still they just got Kenyon Martin up over there during that time. Um, I think was Andre Miller the point guard during that time. Yeah, Andre it, Miller was there. Yeah, Andre Miller was there. And obviously, later on they got AI and then yeah. they got Chauncey. Exactly, they've consistently brought talent over there for him. So I never understood why where the big rift came from. He just wanted to go home. Yeah, that's I think that's just what it came down to. I think he just didn't want to play in Denver no more. Maybe that's what it was. I think he just wanted to go home. So then let's move on to the next what if on with the decision. What if LeBron chose Chicago? If if he chose Chicago, which me personally, I always said would have been the smarter decision anyways, just off the simple fact of how young that team was. Now, Derrick Rose wouldn't have end up being the player that he is, just off the simple fact that LeBron would have had the basketball more. Right. But Derrick Rose could have still been a very good player. He still could have been – Maybe you never know. Maybe he could have done the same thing that Kyrie did, you know, take his game to that level. They still had um, – who else was up over there? They still had Joe King Noah, yeah. who was budding into a very good uh, defensive player. player. You, he was you, a really good role player. You yes, had, he was. Tosh Gibson was over really there. Really good role they player. They had uh, Luol Dang. Really good player. Yeah. And then obviously, uh, Kyle Corver was over there during that time. Uh, had, uh, was it Ronnie Brewer? You had, I think, Ben Gordon at the end before he went to the Pistons. But that, that, that was his last year over there. So, yeah, he would have had Ben Gordon still, too. And coming off the bench, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that team was good. Yeah, that, that's, that from what uh, I've been told and what I heard LeBron say at his mouth was that was the original plan was for him and Dwayne Wade to go to uh, – Chicago. Yeah, that team that team would have been very good. They, they would have been better than they were up over there in Miami. I swear I thought D-Way was going back to Chicago because then obviously, you know, his personal situation with his kids yeah. played in played into the equation as well. And you think about it, they don't sign Carlos Boozer. Mm-hmm. So you have D-Way and LeBron. We'll see what happens with, with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose actually becomes expendable. And I think Derrick Rose might not even get hurt. Yeah. Go figure, man. Yeah, like you, you never know. He might be expendable. He doesn't get traded to another team. He ends up being the player he is on another team, and he's still a, a, a top a three point guard in the league right now because you know his his game transferred perfect from college straight to the NBA. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot, a lot of things change. New York actually, um, if Le- like as far as from a business aspect, LeBron going over there to New York would have been crazy. It would have been crazier to him being out here. Just off the simple fact of how big basketball is over there in New York. Well, let's stick in New York. What if LeBron would have chose the Nets as they are moving to Brooklyn? They don't make that trade. They don't make they don't make the, the trade for all for all of Boston's players. And they actually end up getting Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. And well, we never know. They may not end up giving those players. They probably end up getting doing something else. They use those picks to to bring in to bring in actual all stars, yeah, yeah. Or they might know. not have those picks because they might have been better. Oh, remember, you never know. Yes, yeah, also remember they had Darren Williams too. They sure did at his prime. Darren Williams, yeah, uh, he, he, yeah, he, he was still in his. It was like it was, about two. It was, years. It was first right two before years the he was injury, right before the injuries. Mm-hmm. The first two, first and foremost, it's funny that you brought up uh, Darren Williams. Darren Williams is his story is so crazy because him and Chris Paul came in at the same time, right? And they were the one two, the like supposed to be the best point guards in the league. Chris Paul still a top five who, point who guard. Said that? That, that's what was going on during that time. People were was saying Jason that. Jason Kidd still playing. Hey, <laughs> Chris Paul's better than Jason Kidd. Hey, cut his mm, mic off. I don't care. <laughs>
I don't care Chris either. Paul permanently. Then Jason Kidd. All right, keep it off. Let's let, order in the court. Order in the court. Order in the court. Chris Paul better. Order, order, order. Chris Paul is better than Jason Kidd. Chris Paul better than Jason Kidd. Yes, he is. The next what if? Well, he better be in the second best point guard in the league. <laughs> <laughs> what if LeBron just stayed in Cleveland? Um, he wouldn't have won no championship. You know something? I think if he would have stayed in Cleveland, Chris Paul better than Jason Kidd. <laughs> he is. But anyways. You mean I like right now? Because Jason Kidd don't play no more? You mean currently? <laughs> in general. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Jason Kidd, the second best point guard that I've seen play basketball. This debate is just. But anyway, go ahead. I don't know about that one. Let's pause. Let's pause this decision debate right quick. We're gonna get. We're gonna get back into the decision, but we got. We got no, and, and, and a debate. Jason get the second best point guard. I've Freeze! Seen play why do you think that, man? The reason why I don't think that is. Don't get me. I'm not just saying. I'm not saying Jason Kidd is trash at all. Jason Kidd is most definitely a top five point guard of all time. I just think second. that Chris Paul is better. No, he's not the second best. He point is second. Guard. He is second. I'm, I've been saying this forever. Everyone wants to say Isaiah. It's Jason Kidd. I don't know about Isaiah being second. Who, who, who says Isaiah? Jordan. Oh, Jordan. He Trick. said it on the last dance. He said he respected Look, Isaiah. Check as this a, out. Jordan also drafted. Uh, Call me Brown. Uh, Adam. Oh, he had drafted Adam. No, he didn't draft Adam Morris. Yes, he, yes, did, he did draft did. Adam Morris. He drafted Frank Kaminsky. Uh, who else he trashed? He drafted. <laughs> so Jordan's uh, analysis of talent is kind of kind of bad. <laughs> next week, <laughs> next week, as we do the last dance preview, I will bring every player Michael Jordan passed on in the draft. For Kwame Brown. Oh, my God. Adam Morrison. The players that he could have had. And the Hornets would have been looking like the Hornets in the 90s with Muggs and Zoe and Larry Johnson. In all actuality, he actually could have. like What's up to Kimba? Yeah. Well, Kimba was his best draft pick. but And he got lucky by getting Kimba because Kimba got passed on by. But he actually could have got better players than Kimba. I know. Like, that's the. the oh, my God. It's crazy. Jordan. He could have had Clay Thompson. The Lakers could have had Klay Thompson. Could have had, well, nobody knew who he was, but he could have had Kawhi. Mm. He had he drafted Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Could have had Damian Lillard. Oh, are you fucking kidding they me? They didn't need Damian Lillard at well, that time. Well, because they had Kimba. They had Kimba. Well, because they had Kimba. But okay, but okay. Yeah, that's the only reason why he took Tyrus Thomas. He could have had Brooke Lopez. Could have he who? took Adam. He, he took Tyrus. Whoa, 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 whoa! First and foremost. Tyrus Thomas ended up. It, it, look, no, no, no. Tyrus Thomas was a, a lot of people. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Tyrus. Thom- no, no. Tyrus Thomas. He got drafted by the Bulls. That's right. I'm, he he signed. With, he yeah. signed with. Charlotte. He signed them. No, That's even worse. no, no. It was somebody in that draft they could have had before he could. They could have had uh, Brandon. I'm my bad. They could have had Brandon Roy. Took Adam Morrison. <sighs> I mean, in the long run, it's pretty much the same pick. Neither one of them are playing right now. Though. So in next, the long run, it might have been the same. So, so folks, I will have that list on. on I have that list on deck next week. Yeah, all the players that Michael Jordan could have drafted, and he did. Then let's get to the more on the what ifs on the decision. All right. So you said, uh, what if LeBron stays in uh, Cleveland? Does he become who he becomes? Indiv- as an individual player, yes. I don't yeah. think he has the the championship accolades because I don't think they bring nobody to Cleveland. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. The main thing is just the demographics. Unfortunately, LeBron has has a very weird career. He unfortunately he's he's had a career where he's had bad coaches. He hasn't had pretty good, uh, not so many good teammates early on. 
And, you know, he just ended up, he ended up being in a bad organization for most of his career. Let's just be honest. You know, you can't do nothing when you got a bad organization. Right. As a Clipper fan, I know that. So let's break down the whole, my, now the move to, let's break down this, the decision. Mm-hmm. Just the whole process. LeBron, Maverick Carter coming with this idea of broadcasting where LeBron's going to sign as a free agent. This was the introduction to Clutch Sports, to Uninterrupted. Leon Rose, who now is the president of the Knicks, was LeBron's agent at the time. Worldwide West, who was LeBron's advisor. Mm-hmm. They told LeBron and Maverick Carter, you, you might want to reconsider this because this could come off real bad. And obviously we all know the outcome of how people burning jerseys and hating LeBron, the Dan Gilbert letter. Chris Broussard even said on the on the on the on the documentary that they recently aired on ESPN, there was some talk on that airplane. Maybe LeBron would have reconsidered after he saw all the backlash he received for announcing it on TV. Mm-hmm. Then Dan Gilbert's letter came came out, and then he was like, "Nah, I made the right decision." Yeah, most definitely. Dan Dan Gilbert, you just showed you showed you showed your true colors. Did it twice, and. And, and LeBron shows you how much character that dude had. He went, still went back there. For, he didn't go back there for him. He went back there for the people. Sure did. And brought them a ring. Because he could have most definitely stayed in Miami. Sure could have. He most definitely could have stayed up over there. So that's the thing to what is for, for the, 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 the show. If they don't do the show, does LeBron phase out Leon Rose for Rich Paul? Is Worldwide West still like advising him as a advising him and Maverick Carter? I think uh, the people around him would have still ended up in the role as they in now. No matter Randy what. would obviously obviously it's LeBron, Rich, Maverick. Randy's always going to be wherever LeBron goes. He, yeah, he's even on the, the Lakers here have a he's on the Lakers payroll, so I know that for a fact. Right, I think Rich Paul still would end up you know being uh, where he is. Yeah, most I, I think because you know Le- LeBron put all them niggas. And you know, into school to do whatever they you know teach Smart me man. to do. So, so does Rich Paul become the super eight? Does he, yeah. Rich Paul become this year this this era? Bundling home and car insurance with Geico is so easy. Your neighbors are probably already doing it, but who? They may drop little hints like beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with Geico. Or yard work is hard, much harder than bundling with Geico, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like. Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. What, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com.
Earth's David Falk still. Yeah, yeah most definitely, because he'll still be LeBron's agent. Yeah, he's still going to be LeBron's agent, no matter what. No matter what. If you're LeBron's agent, you're the biggest agent. What about Maverick Carter? Still falls in. Does he? Does the uninterrupted become as big as it comes? Yeah, it does. It, 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 you got to think, all these brands and all these people are, 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 are as big because LeBron. Yeah, most definitely. So, so as LeBron, LeBron would have still had the same on-court tra- trajectory and still would have did what he did. You still would have seen had Rich Paul with, with his effect, uh, Maverick Carter. You still would have had all these people in the same position. It's just the decision would have been made. And I'm not mad at the decision. I think LeBron would have got hated on no matter what, if he had a TV show or not. Agreed. Yeah, uh, yeah I most definitely agree. Because once everybody would have seen, he went over there with... The yeah. Wayne Wade and Chris Bosh, everybody would have been. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think the TV show decision is what made people mad at him. That just put the cherry on top of it. Yeah, that made it I, easier. I think what made people mad is my next question. What's that? What if we don't hear not not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven? What if that whole rally doesn't even happen again? And it's just LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh on the dais with Pat Riley. Welcome to Miami again. I think it's the same thing. I think. The not one, not two, not three is all just a you know just a cherry on top. Like as athletes, you feel like you go win yeah. every time you step on the field. You that's how you supposed to think because if you mm-hmm. don't, then you already lost. Pretty much, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, we all know they had that you know they had the attitude to be at the level they was at. You have to be arrogant. You have to be cocky. Yeah, you don't get into that position by accident. Um, so. That's not the problem. The problem is it was LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Right. If it'll be anybody else, because look, when when Boston did it, it was no problem because right. it was because because Danny Ainge traded. By the way, KG should have been a Laker, but yeah, because yeah. They, because because it was a trade. Yep. The front office, man. This broke. Does this br- do we see the player empowerment era as big as it is if we don't see the decision? I don't think what's his name gets enough credit for that. Um, for that all that happening either. Uh, Pat Riley. Cause that, like, I don't know, like, even don't get me wrong, Pat Riley's a genius. Yeah, he's most definitely a genius. Mm-hmm. Because if you really look at it, Pat Riley, even though he just had those players, it's, it, it, you have to do more than that. He literally built the perfect team around LeBron. If you really look at all the players when they won that championship with Shane Battier, uh, who else? Ray uh, Allen, Ray Allen, uh, Mike Miller, Miller. yeah, uh, Chalmers, Norris Cole. Those were good players. UD. Those were role players. Udonis Haslam. Yeah, exactly. Wait, 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 wait. Did Nick say you dig? No, you, <laughs> no, I did not say you dig. Udonis Haslam. <laughs> Udonis Haslam. Um, yeah. But and it, then it, eventually it, they got it, Birdman and everybody. You know, it, it, I forgot about Birdman. That's right. Yeah, Birdman and then, and then even that. It, what? What? <laughs> and then even that. <laughs> Birdman, uh, Birdman, the coach, the coach that that he put in in Spoke. position. Yep, Eric Spoelstra. I think that good was coach. a really good coach in that in that position. LeBron's Derek, best coach. That's a, that's another segue. What if that meeting, that infamous meeting with the big three and Pat Riley, and LeBron is trying to convince Pat Riley to return to coach one more time? What what becomes of Eric Spoelstra? He would have been the coach the following year. He still would have been with the Heat organization because Eric, Spo- like the way the Heat treat Eric Spoelstra is like is like a son. You know, he he literally started off as the what the uh, the video uh, yeah, guy. Yeah, video guy. He's a video guy. He started off from that to becoming a, he's the head coach. He's a championship coach, and he's actually a very good coach. He's not just some, he he's not just no pushover. He's a he's a very good coach. So that's why I said that team was perfect. He knew. <clears throat> How to utilize all those players? You know, he was an actual coach because you would always see him. Out of all the coaches LeBron's had, he's always been the one 
Like if LeBron messes up, you always see Eric Spoelstra talking to him. Right. Uh-huh. Most definitely. He did the same thing with Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. If, if these dudes weren't doing their job, he most definitely told them they weren't doing their job. Uh-huh. Spoelstra the first coach that held LeBron accountable. Exactly. Paul Silas didn't. Mike Brown didn't. I think Byron would have because Byron don't take no mess. Yeah. I have. We haven't gotten there yet with Frank, obviously David Blatt. No, Ty Lue. Yes. Although I still, that jury's still out on Ty Lue as a coach. Still respect him as a Laker. We haven't had it with Frank Vogel yet, but but Eric Spoelstra, his legacy by coaching the Big Three is cemented. Yeah. And now that brings to another what if. But hold on, before you go that, what? before you go there, I don't want to take away Spoh's credit. Even after the big three, he's still doing an excellent coaching job. He was, going back to he was doing a good um, coaching job before he, they went up over there. Look at the teams he's had since the big three era ended. He's only missed the playoffs like what, once? You think once about that? They, they haven't had no real, like, before they got Jimmy Butler this year, they haven't had no real, and Chris Bosch had to retire because of the, the blood, because yeah. of health issues. Man, scandalous. The, the the players that have spolstress, this shows you not everyone's meant to be a head coach. Yeah. Cause the players that he's had the last, before Jimmy Butler arrived in Miami, this shows you coaching matters. Let's keep he the, coached those dudes up. Let's keep this the same uh thought process after we get off the decision, because I gotta say something to end the show. All right. And it might be shocking to everybody. Okay. Uh-oh. So now this another what if on the decision. What if this big three never happens in Miami? What if so we so Mark brought up a point that he heard that originally LeBron and D Wade were gonna click up to Chicago. What if D Wade just ends up in Chicago by himself? By himself, what do we make a D Wade? Is D what do we make a D Wade's legacy? Um, the NBA would have seen the most athletic backcourt we ever seen Ooh. between him and um, Derrick Rose. Or what if, and if you go do that, what if uh, I know it really wasn't a serious uh, conversation about it, but what if LeBron went to the Clippers? Oh, let's say the Lakers. Because he came out here. Because he came out. Yeah. I, I think he was closer to going to the Clippers than the Lakers. A lot of people. There was never a chance him being the Lakers because they didn't have the money. They never had the money. That's what I'm for saying. Him. So, but they can move. They can, they can make They can make them chance. But I don't think the Lakers were But I don't think the Lakers were serious at that time. Him and Kobe. Yeah. Him and Kobe. Oh yeah, that was him been. and Kobe. Oh, God, yeah. we were robbed. Anyway, we were robbed. Yeah. We were robbed. Of, we, him, him we, we were robbed. Him and Kobe. Not, we, we were so and robbed and not seeing him in the finals. LeBron. 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 Yeah. LeBron that, that team would have been unstoppable. LeBron and Kobe on the same team. Anyway, so what if he went to? Uh, <laughs> we saw it in the Olympics, and it was just ridiculous. <laughs> My God. What, what if? What if? What if he would have went to the Clippers? Who was on the Clippers at that time? Blake, DeAndre. What, when 2009? You, 2009. Yeah. We, yep. ju- we just drafted. Remember, uh, Blake missed Blake. his rookie year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then the Bear, first year. Uh, Eric uh, Gordon is there. Um, mm-hmm. I DJ. Think, uh, DJ is there. I think, was Steve Blake still the point guard over there? Steve Blake came. To, he, had just signed, to, he, he signed, signed with us. us. He had just signed to the Lakers. So that was uh, Andre Miller, I believe. No, 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 no. No, Baron. It was Baron Davis. Yeah, it was Baron Davis. No, 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 no. Yep. They, they got Baron Davis in a trade. No, Baron. That was Baron. No, they got Mo Williams in the trade. This is how I went. I remember how it went Because remember Right you right Because Blake's rookie Remember he missed this entire rookie year in 09 Uh huh 2010 The year The first year of the big three Was Blake's first My god dude Posterizing people Yeah and So that would have been LeBron Baron Davis Blake Griffin Healthy Blake Griffin And the young DeAndre Jordan 
Hey, if that trade huh. if that trade happens, Cleveland doesn't get Kyrie Irving. Show doesn't, huh? Because remember the pick that the Clippers uh, sent for Barrett sent over. Sent uh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd have been nice. If that mean the Clippers would have got Kyrie. No, we wouldn't have. Cause we wouldn't have been that trash. If, if my, well, if my okay, yeah, I wouldn't have. If LeBron would have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If LeBron would have over there, we wouldn't have got Kyrie. Who knows what team Kyrie is on? Actually, wow. if LeBron if LeBron went to either one of the LA teams, I think LeBron and I think LeBron and Kobe. That's definitely a couple of championships. A couple. Um, that's like four. Um, and then and then if if LeBron goes to the Clippers, I think he breaks the Clippers curse. So now that leads to my biggest what if what oh oh wait what that le- stop <laughs> that leads to the what if that I, that does that address the elephant in the room the no, stop <laughs> <laughs> the original report from Stephen A Smith was also that contributed to him breaking the story was LeBron D Wade Chris Bosh and Carmelo Anthony. All scheduled to be free. We're all they was getting ready to re up for their you know their rookie extensions because they was part of that 03 draft class. Uh huh. LeBron and D Wade tell Melo, take the shorter, take the take the take, don't take the extra year on the contract. 2010, let's all be free agents and we can all team together like we're doing with the Redeem team. What team would have been able to afford all four of those players? That's what I'm getting at. Stephen A. Remember, he had that show. Quite frankly, back in yeah. the day, uh-huh. Carmelo comes on the show because LeBron, Wade, and Bosh signed the four-year deals. Melo went and signs the five-year deal. That's why he was supposed to be a free agent in 2011, mm-hmm. as opposed to 2010. So Stephen A. asked him, "Well, I was hearing that you were gonna, they, you decided not to take a four-year deal like LeBron and D. Wade. Why? Well, I'm from Baltimore. I need my money. And again." I'll never be against anybody getting their paper. What if it's LeBron, D-Wade, and Carmelo as opposed to LeBron, Wade, and Bosh? How different do we look at Carmelo's career? And how different do we look at Chris Bosh's career? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I think if they get Carmelo, don't get me wrong, what Carmelo brings to the game at that time most definitely was amazing, but they don't beat the Pacers all three of those years. Hmm. Hmm. One of those years, the Pacers, they're going to they gonna sneak by them because at that point, don't get me wrong, the, um, like who they had? It was uh, David West. There was David West, Paul George. That was young Paul George. And uh, and at first it was uh, Danny Granger. Danny Granger. Right. So for he fell off the f- place of defender. And leave him alone, man. Oh my boy, he he got a, he had real bad knee injuries. Sure did. Yeah, it messed his career up. But the way Paul George was uh, turn, like the way he turned his game up during that time, you know, he would have gave he was giving them problems already with somebody that can actually guard David West. They would have had nobody on David West. And David West was a big contributor during that series, more I, than people think. I don't think that uh I don't think that they would have beat I don't think Indiana would have beat Miami. I think uh, you would have seen a whole different dynamic of Miami team. I, I it, we look we go back and look at Miami how they were structured, but I think if you take Chris Bosh off and add Melo, uh I think the way they play is different. I think a lot of those players don't go on that team. Uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a whole different structure of a team. So There's no Shane Battier over there, for sure. Um, I don't think they get him because I don't think there will be a need for him. 
I, I, I just think that he, And I was just going to the Dallas series Like we said Like we started off last week Because the one thing that Miami Was missing in the Dallas series Was scoring I think LeBron was trying to uh, Just let Dwayne Wade go And Dwayne Wade was already trying to do that to LeBron So at the same time They both were trying to do it So it wasn't no scoring going on I think Melo would have just yeah, I think, I think Mello Mello's turn, over there. They I both think, definitely won that series. I think Melo turns the fuck up, um, and then that that tur- that changes Melo's championship. You know how, how his career is looked at because he won the championship, and it mainly would have been because of him that first one. Does Chris Bosh beca- still become a Hall of Famer? Yes, Every, he, everybody. Get, I, I'm in that basketball Hall of Fame. Everybody gets basketball Hall of Fame. Where does that lead, Chris Bosh? Because the reports was either he was either it would have been either one of the Houston, one of the Texas teams, either Dallas or Houston. If he would have went to Houston, uh, oh, so during that time, Houston, that was the Houston team that that had, that was before James Harden. So yes. they were in that time. They had uh, Kevin Martin, um, Aaron Brooks, Luis Scola. That was Yao yeah. Ming. After, that was Yao. Basically, for no, Yao no Ming, Tracy, no Tracy. Was no Tracy team. still there? No, Tracy was already gone. Right? No, T- Meta was there. They had just signed. Remember, we just we just right. signed. We had just signed Meta the year before. They just signed Trevor, right? Mm, I mean, I think I think the Houston team would have been decent, but if Chris Bosh would have stayed, and then they got Harden, Harden and Bosh would have been a nice tandem together. Oh yeah, most definitely. Or he goes back to his hometown in Dallas, and he's partnering with Dirk, and he becomes Dirk's successor. Huh? Now, if he goes to Dallas, and Dallas lineup is Dirk and Chris Bosh. Yeah, so he goes now. Imagine them now. Look, imagine they <laughs> him over there and they playing against Miami still with uh, Carmelo. <laughs> do they trade for Tyson? Chan- do they make the move for Tyson Chandler? You still make yeah. the move for Tyson Chandler, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. So you think about, that, that, that's that defensive point, purposes. Yeah, you have um, Tyson Chandler come off the bench at that time. though. No, you don't. You can put Dirk at three. No, not, not at that time. You ain't. So you think about why not? Nah, Dirk, Chris Bosh, Tyson Chandler, Jason Terry, Jason Kidd. Sean Marion. So you make Sean Marion come off the bench? Deshaun Stevenson. Yeah. That Sean Marion's not coming off the bench. Or you make Jason Terry come off the bench. He already was. No, no, no. Not during that time he wasn't. Yeah, you make Jason Terry come off the bench. Well, no, he was because Deshaun Stevenson, I think, was a two guard. You're right. Deshaun Stevenson. What they got Deshaun. him for defensive purposes. You can make Deshaun Stevenson and, Sean, and Jason Terry come off the bench. I agree. Because Dirk did, <laughs> no, quite as kept, Dirk did start a two guard in the All Star game with Kobe in Dallas. That's what I'm saying. Like you, when Kobe got hurt. Is. When Kobe got hurt, and Dirk started at the two guard. You can put Dirk at three. Have Dirk and Chris Bosh and Tyson Chandler. They hmm. they they beat Miami. Still, okay. I I, I can agree. Because <laughs> at that, that point, be who's one. who's look who's going to stop Chris Bosh on that team? If if Chris Bosh is still Chris Bosh over there, and at, Chris Bosh is the four, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter four or five. Oh no, he's the four because that—that's Melo. He ain't. Yeah, that ain't yeah. defensive li- defensive liability. That ain't gonna work. Yeah, is Chris Bosh gonna be in foul trouble guard Melo though? True that. True that. But I don't think they'll have him guard Melo. They'll probably have somebody else guard him. Who? I don't know. It's they'll not football. It you can't. Uh, you can't go offensive defense every possession. Oh boy, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but that's, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. But that, told, that'd be a good series though. Oh boy, that yeah. would have been. But this. The decision did bring a lot. So you think about it, we don't see the player empowerment era. Does LeBron LeBron become a very powerful voice of this generation? I think I think you still would have seen it. It just wouldn't have been as fast. 
it would have been a steady like increase in it. Because I, I think at the end of the day, like we had to move past like the kind of contracts that the NBA players was in at first. Like Oh yeah, they had bad contracts. Yeah. Oh and, man. And and like I mean the, the, the players is who's bringing the money in, so I think the players should have more control over what's going on. Shot the David Stern for uh, oh, realizing God that. God damn it. So one more thing huh? before we go, and Mark's gonna have a Mark's gonna have Mark have, a little, have the floor. We want to salute a, a future Hall of Famer who thank you hung. Stop. <laughs> Whoa. Who hung it? Who, who who's retired? <laughs> the only player in NBA history to play four decades. Half man, half amazing. Thanks. Tar Heel. See, talking about you know what I'm talking about. Sergeant Vincent. Lamar Carter, salute. Twenty-two years. Vince Carter hung up the sneaks. I was wishing someone with one of these teams going to Orlando would sign, would just give him, sign him on the vet minimum, so he had another shot at a ring. But Vince Carter has played against the greatest perimeter players ever in his career. Really think about it. it they asked. They had this discussion on first take about his career. If you can describe Vince Carter's career in one word, what would it be? The dunk overseas. Oh, you said one word. One word. Strange. Longevity. Vince Carter had a very strange career. I was, I I would say he has a Hall of Fame career, but it's weird. I would say it's unique. Yeah, but in in Stephen A's world was underwhelming because you think about. His career in Toronto, he gets draft. He gets drafted Toronto. He goes rookie of the year. Honestly, I thought Paul should have got rookie of the year that year, but he had. But Vince had too many highlights. Paul Pierce that 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 year. Paul was man. I don't show. I don't show no love for Paul Pierce. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I don't show no love for Celtics, but yeah, he he he, he lost some respect over the past couple of years. Well, I don't show no love for Celtics, but I gave him I gave him a pass. I gave him that one year, but but Vince had too many highlights that year. But you think about all the players in that era that Vince competed against, their games rose to a different level. Obviously, it was Kobe. It was obviously T Mac, his cousin T Mac. You think about. Then LeBron and Melo and D Wade they entered the league at the, they entered the league and then he makes the transition to New Jersey. Then he goes to Orlando. He makes the transition to being a role player in Orlando and in Phoenix and in Dallas. Until you know he pretty much ended his career in Memphis and Sacramento and Atlanta. I wonder what if Vince Carter never forced his way out of Toronto and he. he, he and he's there. Does he become? He was the face of the league for a quick minute because of his highlights. But does he elevate to superstar status? But ask a quick question: Did y'all ever consider Vince Carter at his during his prime a superstar? No. Was Was Vince Carter ever top a uh, top three shooting guard? Let me no. The fact that I have to think about now. Yeah, at any point in his career, did you consider him one of the best shooting, like like top three shooting guards in the league? At any point in his career, I could think. I'm trying to really think. Obviously, Kobe, T Mac. Those 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 players have always been better than him. When you really think about it, even before T Mac really took the next step, it was um, 
Who was another good shooting guard in the league around that time? Ray Allen. You Thank you, Ray you Allen. You talking about like 99, right? Yeah, Ray Allen. Um, so that was before Kobe was Kobe. Yeah. The top shooting guard at that time was Iverson. Yeah. Ray Iverson, Allen. MJ had just retired. Iverson, Ray Allen. I say Iverson, Ray Allen. Eddie Jones. Well, Eddie Jones won the top shooting guard. I'm trying to think of yeah. guards of that era. You know what it sounds like with Vince, Vince Carter's Vince career? Vince might have been the third best shooting guard like around like that 99. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was his rookie year. Was, rookie year was ninety nine. It was just too loaded around that time. It was too much. That's just how that's just how it was. Ninety nine, two thousand. It's just like how you know how certain people say about Jay Z's career. They was like, there's certain people that say like, oh, Jay Z um, had a long run, but there's been a lot of people that have had like more bigger bigger runs than him in a shorter amount of time. I think that's in the way you could transfer that the way Vince Carter's career is, as far as. He's consistently around at, the, at his best. He's about the third or fourth shooting guard in the league, right? You mm-hmm. know, and that's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, but he'll never he'll never be considered that guy. Yeah, I, I never considered um, uh, Vince a superstar. Um, I thought he was a star, but I don't think that like he can fill up arena by himself. I don't think that you know what I'm saying like I don't think uh, he's the type of player that you pay your most of your salary cap to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and so, I, for me, super that's the word superstar. I think we it get thrown around way too much. Right, yeah, I agree. Um, he was an all star. I, I think he, I yeah. think, I think he was a star. I think he was a yeah. a, 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 a really good star. star. Yeah, Vince. I don't think he was a superstar. I think he was a a, a star, a, a big Paul star. I mean, it's one of those things. <laughs> Vince Carter's career is so weird. Like, as I said, his career is weird because he it, was it's a very weird career. He was the face. Yeah, yeah. And then you had the injuries as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love, I love Vince though. Yeah, most definitely. Obviously, I think, I think what thing was is I think his peak I was it, it was in an era that was like you know during it was a one time like during the early 2000s in basketball where like if you was a highlight reel you considered a superstar damn right man. yeah right he, i think he was the poster child of that i, I think him winning the nine contest also was the curse for his, yeah. for him because i think mean, once we saw that we were expecting him to do and then the Frederick vice dunk oh yeah we was expecting him to do that in games Every 82 games a season Right You were expecting Reverse windmills Hanging your arm Through the net And yeah. jumping over Seven footers Who don't make it over To the Make it into the league yeah. I don't give a fuck Where he was at He jumped over seven footer Yeah yeah Most definitely <laughs> That dunk still Don't seem real But every time I watch it I'm like Did this dude really just And Frederick Weiss Never made it to the NBA By the way You know he was drafted By the Knicks <sighs> The Knicks are horrible. They, we can literally do a Vince whole Carter, show. Vince on Carter the ended Frederick Weiss's career before it started, man. All right, I got two questions before we get out of here. What's up? Who's the worst owner, Donald Sterling or Dan Gilbert? Dan, uh, Donald Sterling. I mean, not Donald Sterling. I'm sorry. Uh, the owner of the Knicks. Oh, Dolan's worse. Dolan's worse. Huh. Dolan's way worse. You saying out of Dolan and Dan Gilbert? Uh-huh. Oh, Dolan. What out of Dolan's worse? Because I don't want to. I don't think Dan Dan Gilbert is a. He's not cheap. He'll. He oh. overpays a lot. Albert Hainsworth. Exactly. That's he's 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 not cheap. But Dolan is just Dolan, dude. <laughs> if 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 LeBron didn't get drafted by Cleveland, would we be saying these good things any good things about Dan Gilbert? Or would we put Dan Gilbert in the same boat as we put 
You know something? No, we just treat them like we just they'll, they'll, they'll be at the same level. Okay. Lebron, LeBron literally saved Dan Gilbert for being the worst uh, owner of all time. Got it. I would just say they're we're just they're just Cleveland. Well, I don't know because they actually drafted better than um than um than the Knicks. So I don't know because they drafted uh they, dra- they drafted Kyrie Irving. They also drafted the boy from uh, UNLV. Yeah, Anthony Bennett. That was dumb. <laughs> that was d- very. That, but you know something though. To the to their um to their credit, I don't want. I hate defending the uh, Cavaliers too. Uh huh. At that time, you really look back at that draft. That draft was terrible. Yeah, but you had somebody better than Anthony Bennett. Yeah, Oladipo was number two. Yeah. And him and Kyrie would have been nice together. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They should have drafted them at that time. Even at the time, they, I'm like, why didn't they get Oladipo? Oladipo was great over there um in college. Yeah. But hey, I mean. And and, and 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 for those of y'all who can, who are who are going to comment on this, yes, we know Giannis was in the 2013 draft, but he wasn't. He wasn't Giannis. He, he was wasn't Giannis. Giannis yeah. He was he was Giannis Antetokounmpo. He wasn't Giannis. Yeah, he. Uh, I think we. No, he was. Exactly. You don't know what his name was during that time. Exactly. Yeah. We know who he was. He, <laughs> I put you it like this: He was in. He was at the draft, but he wasn't at the draft. He was the yeah. guy that was sitting in the bleachers wait. Just nobody knew. Nobody that. knew who this if kid he, if, was. If they knew so, he was going to be this type of player, he'd have been number one overall. So if I don't hit us up yeah. with Giannis, they they should have got Giannis. No, nobody knew this Giannis was at that time. Finna- he was drafted where he was supposed to be drafted. Exactly. Um, and to get out of here, we were talking about good coaches, and we were talking about uh, Spo, right? Right. Y'all think Doc Rivers is a good coach? Yes, I do. You want to know why I think Doc Rivers is a good coach? Look at uh, the Clippers roster over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Even when we didn't go to the playoffs two years ago, mm-hmm. we still were above five hundred with mm-hmm. no with no superstar. And everyone thought y'all. And let me say this: everyone thought when y'all traded Tobias Harris, y'all were going to go in the tank. And we went to the playoffs. And y'all basically played better without Tobias Harris. Y'all had a really good team, though. Yeah, but y'all had a really good team. But coaching matters. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, okay. Look at look I'm, what Doc Rivers did his first year in Orlando. He didn't he win uh, coach of the year his first year as a coach. Yes, he did. And that Orlando team was trash. No, they wasn't. Grand Hill, Grand Hill wasn't hurt you, right? The year before, they were trash. They were horrible. And it was pretty much the same roster. Didn't he get fired from Orlando? Yeah. And he was about to get fired from Boston before they got the, that's the big three. That's because they're stupid. No, that's because the team was sorry. By the way. <laughs> and, and, what's, and, and, what, and what saved Doc Rivers' job, coaching job was them getting a big three. Talk about Doc Rivers. I blame Boston. He, was, he almost became the Lakers head coach. He sure did. And but when Phil left the first time, yeah. Doctor Bus went to his house, had the contract signed, sealed, and delivered, and then Boston swooped in and said no. I'm like, ain't that about? It. And then we ended up with Rudy T. But Phil came back, so that's a what if? Yeah, what if? Yeah, that what? If, that's a that's a future what if? What if Doc Rivers did become the coach of the Lakers? Does Phil come back? Y'all, I don't think y'all would need Phil Jackson at that point because the, the way uh, Doc Rivers coached, it would—I actually think it would have helped Kobe, uh, like blending in good with Kobe. Yeah, he—that would have worked. Doc would have been a good, been a great coach. But we thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of Sports for You. One, let's say again, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes on getting half of Billy. That's my homies. Where they at? Where they at? So we'll t- catch y'all next week. I'm John. That's Mark. That's Freeze. That is. Producer Ben Ready on the board, Townhouse Media. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Sports for You podcast on Instagram. Like Sports for You on Facebook. 
Follow Townhouse Media on Instagram at Townhouse Media now. And make sure you follow us all. We're have a new episode. The pod will be up real soon. Wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, or iHeart, you can find sports for you. You can find Townhouse Media. We thank y'all. Have a good night. All right. Some read self-help books. Others use meditation. At New Balance, it's believed that peace can be found with a run. The lessons learned while running your race are a blueprint for overcoming obstacles and achieving balance in life. Go beyond the run at newbalance.com. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com.